everyone and welcome to another episode of All Things Being Equal, a podcast by Mills Trody Solicitors. I'm joined by Alex. Morning everyone. I think we're on episode four today. We are indeed. And what are we talking about today? So today we're talking about how to set aside a default judgment. Okay, well, I suppose the starting point is, what is a default judgment? So, Ranjit, a default judgment is where judgment has been obtained by a claimant um, because the defendant has failed to respond to a claim. So, by failure to respond, you mean either they haven't acknowledged the claim or they haven't put in a defence? Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Okay. So how, how does the process work? Okay, so the process works is if the defendant has failed to acknowledge or filed a defence, mm-hmm. uh, the judgment can be granted without a court considering any evidence or submissions from the defendant. So they can either put in a request for judgment yeah. or in certain, circun- certain circumstances have to make an application. Okay, so you are a claimant, you've filed a claim, defendant has acknowledged or haven't filed a defence, and so you would, I suppose in the county court, you fill in a form, send it off to the court and say, give me a default judgment, Um, or you make an application in the high court, or if it's a non-monetary claim where papers need to be considered by the court. Yeah. Is that about right? That's about right, Andrew. Good. Okay. So, what are the consequences of having a default judgment entered against you? So, the consequences of having a default judgment entered against you can be quite severe. So, they can range from having a CCJ. Well, isn't that an automatic consequence? That's not a likely consequence. That is a consequence. Well, that is a consequence. Yeah. yeah. That is a consequence. Um, you could have possible enforcement action against you. So, bailiffs could turn up at your property. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any assets, it could result in the claimant seeking to enforce that judgment by way of charging order and selling your property. So that's against a, a residential property or, or commercial property that you own? Yeah. Um, charging order, okay. In more severe circumstances, which could have a really significant impact on a defendant, bankruptcy proceedings could be brought. Mm-hmm. So that could start with a service of a statutory demand. Yeah. And if the defendant fails to respond to the statutory demand or enter into some sort of payment plan with the claimant or yeah. pay the sums in full, yeah. the claimant could uh, issue proceedings for bankruptcy. Okay. And I, I would also add to that that um, the consequences are pretty much similar if you're a company as well. Yeah. Although it wouldn't be bankruptcy, it would be insolvency, wouldn't it? It would do. Um, so I guess... Uh, if those are the consequences, what what can a defendant do to prevent those consequences from happening? Apart from obviously acknowledging a claim or filing a defence. So a defendant can take steps to set aside a default judgment. There are certain rules which govern this and there are certain circumstances where a court must and where a court may set aside default judgment. Okay. So we'll speak about them in a little bit more detail. Okay, well let's start with the... The must, shall we? So in what circumstances must a court set aside a default judgment? So circumstances where a court must set aside a default judgment is where a default judgment has been entered too early. Okay. What, what do you mean by too early? So if the time hasn't elapsed for the defendant to file an acknowledgement service or an admission. So generally speaking, that would be 14 days for an acknowledgement uh, or admission and... 28 days for a defence if an acknowledgement has been filed? It would, yeah. A total of 28 days, not an additional 28 days. Uh, other circumstances could be if default judgment was made after the defendant had made an application to strike out the claim, mm-hmm. or where the application by the defendant had not yet been concluded. Okay, so you apply to strike out a claim, and the claimant goes off and gets default judgment, They'd have to, the court would have to set aside the default judgment. They would, yeah. Okay. Another circumstance could be where the claim 
the amount has actually been paid or already settled. Okay. Finally, if default judgment was entered into after the defendant had filed an admission and made a request for time to pay, mm-hmm. the request had not yet been dealt with by the court. By the court, yeah. Uh, then, in those circumstances, the court must set aside a default judgment if it's been entered. Okay. I think the only other one I'd add to that is uh, procedural irregularity. Okay. So where you've not obtained a proper judgment for whatever reason, that the address of the defendant is wrong or something like that, or, or there's not in service of the claim on the defendant, then the court would have to set aside the default judgment. So what, in circumstances, if you haven't served in accordance with the rules? If you haven't served in accordance with the rules or you haven't served at all, okay. um, then the defendant hasn't properly been served and would have a, a right to have the, the default judgment set aside. Okay. So in circumstances where the defendant has been served yep. properly and in accordance with the rules, yep. is there anything a defendant can do? Well, they can still apply to set aside a default judgment, but the court has a discretion. So it's no longer mandatory. Um, and there's a test or a series of tests, shall we say, um, which a defendant has to satisfy the court uh, of in order to set aside that default judgment. So you have... Well, the defendant will have to show they've got a real prospect of successfully defending a claim or some other good reason why the uh, defence should be, or the claim, sorry, the judgment should be set aside or varied. And in addition, the defendant will have to show that, or will have to apply promptly and will have to satisfy the court of what is known as the Denton criteria, which we'll touch on shortly. So, real prospect of successfully defending the claim, that is it's an interesting one because in my experience, it's not particularly difficult to show that you've got a real prospect of success, successfully defending a claim. So, not really a great deal of a hurdle if you can show there's some sort of defence. Um, the, the test is, or, or the, the way that it's been explained by the courts, is that you have to show a prospect that's not fanciful. And as I say, it's not particularly hard to clear that bar. The other good reason that that's going to depend on on the circumstances of the case. If there's a reason why a matter has to go to trial, interest of public policy or something, then then the judgment is likely to be set aside. And then we're looking at an application being made promptly. And again, to to coin a judicial phrase, um, we're looking at an application being made with all real celerity, um, so as soon as possible. But but again, that would depend on the circumstances. I think if you are aware default judgment has been made if you act fairly quickly, you know, within a week or two, then you're probably going to be okay. But if you sit on it for much longer than that, you're going to start coming into problems. It's obviously going to depend on the circumstances of your case. So I wouldn't take it as, as written that if you wait for a week or two, you're going to be okay. I think it's important to act sooner rather than later. What about in circumstances where a... Um Defendant has made an application um, to set aside default judgment within weeks of weeks of receiving the judgment. Yeah, but they have failed to respond to the claim or any correspondence for the history of the claim. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one. I mean, I think it's going to depend on the circumstances of the case itself. It's going to depend on the judge you've got as well. Um, it's going to depend on how how well you present your evidence um, and how forcefully you fight your case. I think you'll, you'll find that if you act within a couple of weeks and you can generally explain why you haven't engaged thus far, 
you're probably going to be okay. If you can explain why you've not acted, for example, um, you're away on holiday for a couple of weeks and the claim came in the post then, or the, the default judgment came in the post at that time, you've got to see the solicitor within a couple of weeks or you've, you've made your application, you should be okay. Okay, okay. Um, because I was just talking about there was a recent case last year, mm-hmm. um, Core Export Spa and Yangming Marine Transportation Corp. Okay. So this was a case where the claim was issued in January 2019. Yeah. And the claimant obtained default judgment and notified the defendant in September. Okay. The defendant made an application set aside 23 days after notification. And whilst the defendant argued that it had a real uh, prospect of successfully defending the claim, the judge considered the issue of promptness. The main issue was the claim was issued in January. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this case, there was a case where there was more than one defendant. So the second defendant had refused to respond or acknowledge to the claim or um, respond to any correspondence. Okay. The judge in this case found that the failure to acknowledge service was both a serious and significant default. Okay, so we're, we're looking at the Denton criteria here, so perhaps what we need to do is, is, is explain what they are. So the Denton criteria come from a case in 2014 called Denton v White, and they relate to what is known as relief from sanctions. So. In, in respect of some rules and uh, court orders that are made, sometimes what will happen is a sanction will apply if you do not do something. For example, if you do not file a cost budget within a certain period of time, the sanction that bites is that you will not be able to recover any of your costs. So you can apply to the court for what's known as relief from sanctions, and the court, in considering an application, will consider or will review the Denton criteria and how they relate to the case. And the, the Denton criteria are simply three-stage test, which is whether the failure or breach was serious or significant. And if you clear that hurdle, so if you can show that the failure was not serious, then you don't need to consider the rest of the test. But if the failure is serious or significant, then the next stage is the court will look at whether there is a good reason for that failure. And again, if you can show that there was a good reason and that's accepted by the court, you don't need to go to the third stage. The third stage is, if you're not able to to pass stage one and stage two, as it were, for the court to consider all of the circumstances of the case. So it will be the breach in consideration plus how you've conducted yourself to date in the claim. And if in all the circumstances of the case, the court thinks that relief should be granted, the, um, you'll, you'll be granted relief from sanctions. But if, if the court feels that actually, given the, the circumstances, uh, that the relief shouldn't be granted, then, then your application is going to fail. So, so that is the Denton criteria. Um, and I think the point you're about to make is that fair, over the last few years, the, the Denton criteria have also been applied to applications for relief from sanction, um, to applications to set aside default judgment. So you would need to show, in addition to a real prospect of success or other good reason why it should be set aside, and in addition to showing the application has been made promptly, you need to, the, the court will also consider uh, whether the failure in responding to the claim was serious or significant, whether there was a good reason, and given all of the circumstances, whether the default judgment should be set aside. Okay.
So please continue. Yeah, yeah thank you for that, Ranji. Um, in the case I was speaking about, Ranji, mm-hmm. uh, Court Export Spa and Yangming Marine Transportation Corp. Yeah. Uh, the judge found that failure to acknowledge service was both a serious and significant default. Yeah. And the delay in issuing the application was a second and serious default. Was this was also serious. Yeah. Okay. And is that because they'd waited twenty three days, having been notified of the default judgment? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and also, the first serious and significant default was the fact that they received the claim in January 2019. Okay. Didn't do anything about it uh, until they received a uh, default judgment and then waited a further 23 days okay. to make the application. I think in that case, the reasoning was they needed time to consider the claim. Okay, so what we're looking at is two separate incidents of the court, as far as the court is concerned. That they've been served with the claim, well, the claim had been issued and served on them in and around January 2019. And so you've got the first length of delay, which is a period of uh, not, almost nine months up till September 2019 when an application is made for default judgment. So they've had a period of eight or nine months in which to consider and respond to a claim and they haven't done so. Yeah. And then you have a secondary delay, which is also a serious and significant breach. In, from, from September 2019, where they're notified of a default judgment having been obtained, and they take a further 23 days to apply to set it aside. Yeah. Okay. So in that case, the judge made particular reference to the circumstances of, of the case yeah. prior to issuing the claim, making the defaults even more serious and significant. Is that because there'd been a lot of pre-action correspondence as well? I believe so. So they, they were well aware that this was coming, and they've done absolutely nothing for well over eight months. Yeah. Okay. And even though the judge found that there was an existence of a realistically arguable defence, yeah. that was clearly outweighed by the history of delay, inaction, non-engagement. That was a feature of this litigation. Okay, um, okay so what, what, we're, what we're saying is that even if you do apply promptly, the court can still consider your past failings. Yeah. So really, the answer is that you have to be on the ball throughout and as soon as you're notified of a claim you need to engage and I think that's a sensible lesson to take from this because a default judgment comes after a claim has been issued but more often than not there is pre-action correspondence and if if you've just decided to bury your head in the sand and not engage in that correspondence and you get to the stage where there is a default judgment the costs of getting that set aside there's going to be a cost to you of doing that Whereas if you decide or you're able to engage at an early stage, you may well be able to avoid any claim being issued. You may be able to settle off the claim. So the lesson to take from this is, yes, there is a mechanism available to you to set aside a default judgment if that were to happen, but you really should be engaging from the outset. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, you spoke about relief from sanctions and the dental test. Mm-hmm. So is that intrinsically linked now with any application to set aside a default judgment? It certainly should be. I think that's the, the guidance that's coming from uh, from the higher courts. Court of Appeal have made that pretty clear. So it is effectively the third stage. The three-stage test of Denton is the third stage of the set-aside default judgment. So prior to issuing any application to set aside a default judgment, now considering it has to be done promptly, mm-hmm. what, if you were a defendant... Yeah. What should you do? Well, aside from, as you say, acting promptly, I think your evidence needs to deal with not only whether you have a, a real prospect of defending the claim, but also explaining in, in real detail why you haven't responded in time. 
and giving the reasons for uh, lack of uh, engagement. Yeah. And if you have been engaging in, in the process prior to the claim being issued, then you know, I think your evidence should also deal with that as well. So I think it's really important to, to set the scene in your evidence and make it clear to the court that you've, you've tried to deal with this, you've, you've tried to resolve it, and for whatever reason you've not um, filed a defence in, in, in good time. And, and if you apply properly, more often than not, you're going to get the application. You're going to get the order to set aside default judgment. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I completely agree with that. And I think what we need to do is identify what happened and what were the circumstances yeah. around um, you as a defendant not making, um, filing a defence or an admission. And I think we just need to ask some basic questions. So did you receive the claim or didn't you? Did you respond to the claim? Has this been lost? Do you have evidence of a response? Yeah. Were you unable to respond for another reason? I don't know, COVID. People mm. were restricted from um, leaving or entering the country. Maybe you were stuck in a different jurisdiction yeah. and when the claim was served on you, um, that may be a good reason why you were unable to respond in time. Yeah. So, are there any key takeaways, Andrew? Well, yes, I think, I think there are. I think. The, the main thing to take away from all of this is that, uh, as I said earlier, there is an ability there to set aside a default judgment if one is uh, made against you, but you really don't want to be in that situation. You need to deal with things as they come. But if you do find yourself in that situation, you need to act promptly. You need to go and seek legal advice and make sure you get an application in post-haste. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I completely Fantastic. agree. Um, well, this is the end of podcast four, and we look forward to speaking to you on podcast five. Yeah, episode episode five to come pretty soon. Perfect. Thanks very much, Alex. Bye.